Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? We are talking wild card football. It is currently about mm, mid-third quarter. Bills, Steelers, we're trying to make it an interesting game, but unfortunately it's been looking like a lot of the other ones. Uh, We'll break down that game as we go, as well as give you the breakdown on the rest of an interesting weekend uh, and get you caught up on everything else. So, Justin, are you ready? Yes, sir. Perfect. Lego. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the How About That podcast presented by Face Value Clothing. You check them out at facevalueclothing.com. You may not be winning this week in terms of playoffs because there's only a certain amount of teams left, but you can always win every week with some face value clothing. Zach. Yeah. The playoffs are almost behind us. Like you said, it is currently mid third quarter, late third quarter of the uh, Pittsburgh game. Uh, This one kind of looks like it's getting settled up. And then we have one more tonight, but we're doing our usual record uh, mid or Monday evening for the pod. So, uh, you know, we'll have a full recap or full preview that will maybe recap the last game, but an interesting, uh, Wild card weekend, like you said, really only one great game. Uh yeah. one one game that I think everyone enjoyed. Yeah. And then, you know, Saturday was kind of a dud. So I, I it is the NFL turning into the college football playoffs. Is that is that what's happening? Can they never both have great years uh side by side? Yeah, I don't know. I think I just think it's it's tough. I just think it's been fitting for what the QB play was this year. Um, I think that just really came into play. And even, the, you know, the good ones, Mahomes, their teams aren't as strong. Um, we'll obviously get into Dallas and other teams. But um, you certainly saw that while you can win without having the guy, uh, having the guy at the premier position is always going to matter when you get into these games. Always. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I, I think if that hasn't been clear enough in what we've seen so far, you know, you you can win games, you can make a run without it, but you need everything else to go perfectly. Um, and while you can win in the regular season, the games just change. The games change. Yep. And with the balls in these guys' hands, we're seeing, you know, who can do it and who can't. And um, it's been pretty consistent from what we've seen in the past. But you need a playmaker at the premier spot. Yeah, I think that's kind of what the big takeaway is right now. And we'll get into maybe some of the outlook of the future uh, with some of these guys for teams that think that they have the guy, teams that know that they have the guy, um, yeah. and teams that still have a lot of question marks. But I agree. I think quarterback play will be the defining factor of this weekend, as it usually always is. Um, yeah. And it, wild card weekend is always hit or miss. There's so many games where we've never really had a wild card weekend where it's like, holy cow, this was top to bottom, the most electric thing ever. Um, yeah. You have to think that, especially with the year that we've had where there's a lot of just average football, um, you know, you kind of want to see these great teams do their job because it adds excitement for the divisional round. So yes, 
Yes. Which is which is always good. But I, I feel like there are some games that uh, may have not got, been as expected, but I think the outlook doesn't change when or loss. And then there's some games or some teams where it's like, do we need to blow up Certainly. absolutely everything? So, Certainly. Yeah, and I think you said it. Like, the best weekend in football of the whole year is the divisional round playoff yeah. weekend. Those are the big boys that are left. Maybe your one sneaky team that got in there late, but you know, they still are, are feisty in their own way. I think the only one when you look to next week that possibly is like, eh, we don't know yet is the Tampa or Philly team. Whoever yeah. comes out of that one. Um, otherwise every team that's in it, you know, can make a case. Uh, obviously while we still think it's going to be Baltimore versus, versus San Francisco still, I don't think that changed from watching anything this weekend. Um, it's it's the teams that should be there, and that's how you you know that's how it usually ends up in this game. So yeah, that's a good thing about the NFL. I think that although there may have been upsets, quote unquote, I don't think it changes the yeah. outlook of uh, what everyone wants their Super Bowl matchup to be. And yeah. I think that's always the important thing. Yep. Um, and I, in terms of the divisional round, it was always like AFC was like there was one or there's two one o'clock like games or maybe one Saturday night game, and then you had the full slate on. Sunday. I don't like having the two and two. I just don't like what the NFL is trying to do with Saturday stuff. I I hate it. I don't know why. I feel like it's yeah, because now it's what Saturday four thirty and eight. Yeah, yeah, that's just not great. That's and then Sunday great. three and six thirty, which I'm fine with those times, but it's just I'm like, fine with those times. But yeah, a Saturday night game and then one, you know, one four and eight. I don't think anybody's going to complain about being like, oh, we have another eight o'clock football game. I, I just nope. I think the NFL is trying to get a little too cute in terms of what they're doing this year or what they've been doing recently. I don't like, yeah, I mean, the amount of, I don't think there so, should be any Monday night games. We'll get into the weather stuff. Why there's a month, two Monday night games, but there shouldn't have been a Monday night game. Nope. Um, it I sucked waiting until four 30 yesterday. I get the one got moved, but it sucked. Yeah. We shouldn't be in that position. We'd only, we'd only watched. I'll tell I mean, we'll get to Kansas city. I didn't watch play. So yeah, I only saw one game until four 30. Like, yeah. and that, I mean, it's not like, it's just, that sucked. That was stupid. But yeah. I know one of them was out of control. Because it is oh, weird well. where it's like the NFL is trying to control the weekend, but the week it's not a football weekend necessarily. So, you know, you're not – if there's one game on at a time, you might not be able to watch that one game. You're like, I just lost 20% of the portfolio. Exactly. Uh, but I if you're like they control the day, it's it's a lot easier. And I I just I, – I feel like in trying to control a day, a.k.a. Sunday, like the NFL is always done versus trying to control a weekend, I I think that it's much better. So Yeah. And of course, like the Peacock is showing like the most views yeah. ever on Peacock. All the, I mean, no shit. Like yeah. I, it's, it's an I mean, NFL I playoff the, game. Yeah, like they bought the Big Ten or whatever, but it's not like who else would be on Peacock at that many times? Like, duh, they're going to break the record. But yeah, whatever. That was so annoying to see. But oh well. Um, divisional weekend. It started in Houston. We both had Cleveland. Um, wrong and wrong. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> Houston's a fun, fun team. Yeah. I, it the the first half was electric, big plays, explosive plays on both sides of the field. You felt like Flacco was eventually going to kind of take it over, maybe, and that Houston was going to dwindle with how inexperienced they are. And man, it was the complete opposite. Like, mm-hmm. what a dream season for Houston to be in this spot. Like, I thought they were the team that was just happy to be there, uh, along with another team, and I was wrong on both. Like. Really impressive four four quarter performance from them. Yeah, I I think that when you when we looked at how the Colts game went, uh, you 
playing a quote unquote better defense, you just kind of expected something similar where they're going to struggle yeah. to kind of get drives and a Cleveland team that we could put the word historical on at times this year. just got absolutely floundered. I know that the score, you know, there's it's yeah. still two touchdowns, but they allowed 31 points. Oh, it, it, they got absolutely railroaded. Um, once you saw the first pick six by Flacco, you were kind of like, all right, this is now he's going to really over. start firing. And there was another one and it just kind of tumbled down from there. But like you said, that first half was electric. Everyone kind of thought there was going to be a slow start in between. What is that? Two minutes left. They're, they're, the last two minutes of the first quarter, and the first three minutes of the uh, second quarter, there was four touchdowns. It was just yeah. touchdown city. It was awesome. Um, which was awesome to see. And then yeah, Houston just completely took over in the second half and never looked back. And you know, now they just seem like a big threat. I I believe that they will be playing Baltimore. No. It's looking like Baltimore, yeah. Baltimore. Yeah, and you're just kind of like, hey, this is a team that's had two bit playoff games back to back weeks. They're flying high. Uh, they're yeah. looking great. And your Baltimore, who hasn't pretty much played in two weeks, this is when we get concerned about resting guys. Yeah, and you go all the way back to week one when these two uh, teams first met. And I know we're talking about it in the week one uh, review, and we'll have to go back to it for the preview. But um, it was the most Lamar had been pressured in, like, his whole career. Yeah. Um, so D'Amico's going to have a plan for him. Their defensive line, when you saw them healthy yesterday or the other day, Will Anderson – Greenard, like all those dudes, they just get after it. So um, it's not an easy matchup for Baltimore. I am a little upset at myself, but we were also completely bamboozled. Like I knew the Browns weren't as good on the road defensively, but the discrepancy (laughs) is out of control. (laughs) I don't understand that at all. Why wasn't this talked about like the Dak home and road discrepancy? They're horrible. Yeah. They give up touchdowns every red zone trip. Yeah. They're one of the worst teams in the league. I don't like, I get playing at home is that makes no sense to me. And I also, they always say defense travels. Uh, correct. This one didn't. <laughs> it and I, I feel like I'm on enough football media in terms of podcasts, TikTok, Twitter. Yep. And for that to never be brought to my attention, totally fooled. And until like, after the it, game, Gardner hung 35 on him. I didn't even, I didn't even process that. No, no. It, it's out of it's out of control because also I think a lot of it had to do with like when they were losing games and they had that losing stretch and they were getting you're like oh well the quarterback plays so bad like the defense is probably giving up people are hurt and you're like you yeah. look at the record after you're like no this team on the road simply stinks and you look at the Baltimore game that they won it's like they scored 33 points for them to win that game and they barely won it so yeah this team yep. on the road was a different Rams 36 Broncos 29 <laughs> I mean- home home Texans 22 and then Texans 45. So, yeah. So if you like to think if next year kind of evens out, they still kind of end up probably in the same home won't be as good away. Won't be as bad. I I'm just interested to hear your outlook now on this team because it's a Stefanski coach who deserves coach of the year. Yeah. But was also pretty close to getting fired at the start of the season. Yep. You lose the Flacco magic this summer. You're back to Watson, who has still yet to show any sign of him being himself or certainly make the explosive plays this offense needed uh, with Flacco that he presented. You are going to get a lot healthier, so that gets better. I'm just a little curious. I feel like everyone's going to be really high on this team this summer, 
and I'm not sure it gets better than this. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that one thing we have to look out for is Chubb coming back. Like that run game will mm-hmm. be better, which is which nice. is a miracle. But you know, we talk about oh well, you know, if Watson's back or whatever. The way Flacco is playing quarterback, like it doesn't get better than that. No. So it's it's one of those things where if you get the best of the best from Deshaun Watson, is this team taking that much larger of a step? No. I I don't think no. so. And how can, how can we sit here and say that after what we watched? You know, the Ravens are only going to be getting better. The Bengals are only going to be getting better. And the Steelers are still going to be fighting win the playoffs every year. Yeah. So I agree. I just don't know. I, I don't think that Stefanski needs to be. A, I don't. I don't know what changes you make because they are so well rounded. You have to run it back. Yeah, it's just like the difference is they need to have a quarterback who. I, I guess that it's just it. You're always like, yeah, they need to upgrade their quarterback. Like because what Flacco was Rick doing, can't. Deshaun Watson's not an upgrade, but it's like what? No. What do you? He was playing so good. So I I just don't see how this team if they were in a worse division or a division like the nfc east where it's like there's a lot of decline there maybe but i i don't know where it gets better at i mean they were one one win away i think if they won the houston game there's a conversation if he beats baltimore it's like set in stone like you have a real quarterback problem going into the summer yeah now at least you probably say it's watson but yeah i'm not thrilled about that like i, I think they probably need another receiver outside of amari and joe could really develop over the year but that was also with Flacco, like yeah. I just, I just, I worry about Cleveland in that division because um, you know you're not going to change anything, and that can sometimes not be great uh, when you have kind of a magical run like this, and it gets a little fluky. So yeah, I don't know what progression there is. I see a lot of room for regression. I agree. I just, yeah. I mean, it, as long as Miles is there, they're going to be a lead on defense to some degree. But I don't know. I, the guys are going to have to get paid. Like guys are going to leave. It's just hard to maintain. So yeah, uh, a fun year for them though. Like I, we talked about this all year, their fans understood it, yeah. enjoyed it. Uh, so you can appreciate that. And I saw a lot of snap stories from people I went to college with who were at the Houston game. So it, it was good that they seemed That's to fun. know that there was a run. Out. You knew yeah. it was going to die. And that first half was so good that <laughs> I, was I, awesome. it was fun. And then it just kind of fell apart. So it wasn't like it was some of these other games that we witnessed this weekend where it was 60 minutes of just absolute getting your butt kicked. Yep. Um, but I can't believe that Mason Rudolph threw a pick in the red zone earlier. Anyways, um, now that they're back in it, but yeah, I don't, I don't really have much. I think Houston, they're they're a real threat to Baltimore, and I mean, we just keep talking about this team. I feel like they just keep marking, they just keep checking boxes. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, of where they're going to be at. So you just can't complain about what they're doing, and. They still have Cleveland's pick, so they get a better pick now by beating them. So, like, it's just it just can't be going better for them right now. It really yeah. can't. Um, so, yeah, they'll move on. We're assuming they're going to play uh, Baltimore, but Pittsburgh is driving here third and seven, and it just froze on me. So, you're going to have to finish uh, that one. Oh, nope, caught. And first down. First down inside the 10 for Pittsburgh here. I might be ahead of you. I don't know. I have the game thing up because I was just – on one screen, which is way ahead of the actual game, because the TV is just in a weird spot. I need to get it. I need to figure out this room still. Okay, next one. Um, Miami at Kansas City. Kansas City rolls. I mean, has a game ever been over before it started more than this one? No. I mean, yeah, yeah, no. That was the right answer. It was yeah. the most over that it could be before it started. 
Like, uh, like they legitimately, Miami, like legitimately could have not showed up and I would have understood. Like there was zero chance they were going to win that football game. They just, here's, here's, here's one for you. I tried to bookmark a lot from this weekend. The Dolphins versus playoff teams. One for six. I'm sorry. They went one and six. One and six. Minus 110 point differential. Only the commanders had a worse point differential against playoff teams. And by the way, that was the one win they had, the Cowboys, who we'll get to. But that also took, what, four 50-yarders from Jason yeah. Sanders? And that also, I, the Cowboys had like a real opportunity to win that game. They, they Cowboys played in. better. Yeah. yeah. Um, they scored one TD on their final 16 offensive possessions of the season. Like, you talk about a team who, oh, touchdown Pittsburgh. Aren't they, they are just unbelievable. They just don't die. Just unbelievable. So I might, I might have to go bet Josh Allen pick here because this is where he panics. Um, Why would they throw if they're throwing the ball here? I hope they do because I want more time. But um, so Miami, like they're these September darlings, the October good, and then every year they just can't maintain it playing in these conditions. And I like, what is the outlook? the next couple of years for Miami. I, I saw something uh, and it really struck a chord with me. And then I saw something today and it really worried me about Miami. The thing that struck a chord today and it was a TikTok, and it was like, was blind was Brian Flores, right? Because this entire time, right. Or not this entire time, but uh, back in the day when Brian got fired, right. There was a lot of stuff talking about how, Brian doesn't like Tua. He doesn't think he's a competitor. He doesn't think he's a winner. He doesn't think he can get the job done. And this is a what in his rookie year. And everyone was like, oh, what a bad situation for Tua. Like they bring in McDaniels and he kind of, you know, he takes a step forward and you're like, oh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like it was a Brian Flores issue. And now we look at it and we talk about the record against playoff teams. We see what he did late in the year um, when, you know, star players started to get hurt. And you're just like, Somebody asked the question, is Mike McDaniels like coddling Tutua? Uh, are we not being hard enough on Tua? And then I see today that they want to extend Tua. And you're just saying, I'm not saying that Tua is a bad quarterback because I, but we all know my opinion on Tua. I don't think he's a top tier guy. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think that he's better. He's the best player in that class. I never have. I never will. We see another year like this in the book. And I get that last year there was injuries, but you have, Everyone agrees in football that Mike McDaniels is one of the best offensive minds. You have some of the best weapons in, in all of football. And even when they're dinged up, you still have like two or three guys out there every single play. And you can't win football games. And I don't care if we say that this is a a warm weather team when it's like even in the warm weather. The entire time this year, it was like, yeah, they have one loss and that's their only loss against a good team. And whenever we need Miami to play up a step up to a good game, how many times have we ever seen Tua do it? Truthfully, because even this year against the Cowboys, it wasn't like Tua played great. And that was their yeah. only win against a playoff team. So I, it just becomes a Tua question for me. And I, I, I get concerned because if you want to extend this guy and I understand that the stats are there, but it, it makes me feel like a, I mean that system who, who doesn't have good stats and B when the weapons aren't there, you know, the difference between the greatest quarterbacks are they make everyone good receivers. And I know that that's hard, hard to do, but this guy, like 
he's not raising the ceiling of Tyree Kill. Yep. And he's not raising the ceiling of Jalen Waddle. Yep. And when these guys are hurt, there's no regression from anybody else except for Tua. So I, I just think that's a big question mark. And I'm not saying you want to be done with it yet, but he's got to have how much is this? Is he going into his fourth year? I don't he's know in the Herbert class, and I mean he's in the Danny, he's in the Dimes class, isn't he? Is he? No. I Dimes uh, and Herbert in the same draft now. No, he wasn't into it. Two of them were in Danny were in the same draft class. Was a year after him? Because we were in the same draft class as Kyler. When was Tua drafted? Was he 2020? 2020 draft. So he's going into year – he started then in 2020, so he's going into year four. He's a first-rounder, yeah. so this is the offseason where they have to determine if they want to. Add. I think you take the you take the fifth year, and we'll have to see what he does this year before we extend it. Because at, at some point, we have to ask the question of – is Tua going to be able to get us over the hump? And in an AFC where you have Josh Allen, Patrick, I don't like Josh Allen. I don't know why I said his name first. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. He's better than Tua. He's better than Tua. And he is in that tier of guys. Like I just named four quarterbacks off that. CJ Stroud's coming up. Like we, Anthony Richardson. Like there's so many guys too that are coming up. Trevor Lawrence. Uh, and you, you, Justin Herbert, I haven't even said yet in his own division. You have to start asking the question of, like, is Tua going to be able to get us up the hump over these guys? And right now, the answer is no. And I, I don't see it changing. And that's my big concern is if you commit yourself to Tua on a big contract and nothing improves, these weapons are going to regress with age. That We've already known that there's injury prone. The chances of you continuing to get guys like this are, are so low as you continue to pick later on in the draft. And also, you know, the skill, the skills that they have are are so insane that it's hard to find those guys. I just worry about this team in the future. No, that was all well said. It, it's very concerning for the future. I, I I just don't know when you think about the vision of this team three, five years down the road. Jeez, that was not catchable, but um, what the vision is. And I, I think about like the line that was drawn that we just saw this weekend. And this guy isn't very good in the cold either. But if there's a line that was drawn, Jared Goff just went over it and two was behind it. Like, yeah, that's kind of the difference right there. It's like two guys where you're like, I don't know if they can do it. And Jared has proven well enough now, we'll get to him, that he can at least do that. Is he going to win the Super Bowl? I, I don't know. But I, I certainly feel better about him than Tua. So It's the same thing. Like, what if Kirk Cousins was in his offense? Yeah. Like, I, I think might, they're better. He might be this summer. I, I, I would not be surprised. I get the Dolphins GM came out and said that today. I would not be surprised if they look to trade Tua, if they look to not pick this up and sign somebody. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, we've seen, I know he was probably mad the job was taken, but time after time, he has not spoken very highly of Tua at the quarterback position, not as the person, as the player. Like, And we talk about, about that. This. Remember that rookie season under Brian Forrest where it was like Fitzpatrick came in every fourth quarter and dominated, yep. and that's when they were winning games. Yep. I mean, like, I, I get the weather was awful, and I get no one was going to play well on that, but he couldn't even, he could not even get the ball there. Like, the touchdown was freaking ridiculous like he threw it eight yards short yeah and Tyreek was just smart enough to know it and it's like the new like throwing it short for pass interference like to it is you know that wasn't intentional I mean the guy yeah. just can't get the ball there like he doesn't have the arm strength and yeah like you said how much can you ask for I know Waddle was banged up a lot of the year but I mean they finished the year so poorly they beat up on bad teams uh but when it comes to play the good teams they just can't get it done and I just 
I don't know what the vision is for this football team coming out. Like now you're getting Jalen Ramsey, who's getting older. Xavier Howard's probably getting cut this summer. Chubb at defensive end still solid. You got some okay pieces. They made it seem today like Christian Wilkins is going to be let off the door, which uh, I okay, good yeah. luck. Uh, that's a foundational piece in my opinion. I know it's a defensive tackle, but um, that's those are the moves that you lose. Then all of a sudden you're like, why are we giving up six yards of carry next year? Um, so I, I don't know. I just in a division that's pretty weird right now, I, I, I don't know what they're going to do to make the next steps to, to win it because if they don't win it this year, I, I don't know what they're going to do for the rest of the, the next three to five years as long as Josh is in Buffalo as much as we dislike them. I I completely agree, and I just struggle when you say, like, they blew. I mean, they blew the division this year. Blew it. And what was the offensive injuries? Like, Tyreek never – he missed one game, and then yeah. Waddle missed a couple games. Like I, I'm sorry, it it wasn't enough because it. I don't. I'm tired of unless it's like a, you know, if it's Tyree kills out for the entire year and we see an offensive regression, sure, sure. If it, but I, we did. Thirty two year that. old Raheem Mostert. I mean, I mean, I get he was awesome, but like, we are we really relying on that this much? Are we yeah. really relying on that this much? And you only have a window. We talk about windows in this league, and it, it's so long. And like you said, there's a lot of contracts, and like Chubb, even. I mean, so many of these defensive ends that they had in pass rushers got hurt so late in the year. Are they going to even start next year at the beginning of the year? Right. I I right. don't know. We'll see. So it, it's a tough spot. I I don't like Tua. I've never been big on Tua. If anybody still wants to could talk to me about. Tua versus uh here goes Josh. Um yep. he is he is so damn big. I know. <laughs> he is so big. If anybody wants to talk to me about like Tua versus Justin Herbert, it's like I I just oh don't understand how you can look at it this way. Be, imagine Justin Herbert on this team. I mean they're playing they'd be playing right now on this game. Right now. Yeah. And I I get that he was a high draft pick. I get that he's an awesome dude. I get that he has a great relationship with your head coach, but this is a business and it's not, it's not, you don't make friends in business. So yeah. you, you got to do its best. And I, it's one of those things where I don't know what Dolphins fans think about this. I haven't asked our, you know, the Dolphins uh, correspondent about it. Um, but I, I feel like they'd be in the minority if they were anti Tua. Yeah. And a lot of times when it's like these kind of questions with fan bases, the minority is the one who's always right. Yep. So. And at the end of the day for Miami, it's always going to come down to and Kurt Warner kind of talked about this when he talked about being in Arizona and playing for them. And it sounded kind of excusey, but I also like get it. He's like, you know, if it, teams can prepare to go play in a dome or in hot weather, that's fine. You can't prepare for the cold. If you grew, if you play in Miami and Arizona all season. So if Miami doesn't win their division and they don't play at home, and they go to Baltimore or Pittsburgh or Kansas City or Buffalo in November or December like they have the last two years, they, they're not built for it. Like, And especially when they wear those candy-ass blue pants. Like nothing about them. Oh you God, look at that and you're like, that's a tough days. football team. And yeah. especially with the finesse kind of McDaniel system, it, it's a team that has to play at home. Or, I mean, God, if Indy's good, maybe they hope they play in a dome. Like they just, they're not going to ever win these games. There's a long track record of this that they can't. So it, it puts a lot more pressure on them to win in September and October to be put in a position to be at home in December. And they had that and blew it. So I just, mm -hmm. it's kind of like Cleveland. I just don't know how they go up next year. You know, there's always teams that don't make the playoffs that made it the year before. And I think these are two teams both that I would not put in next year already. Yeah. And I, they're going to be a hot pick. They're probably going to make some trade. Yeah. The off season for some yep. guy, we're going to be like, Holy crap. But I agree. And it, yeah. what sucks is I, I don't think that this is a coaching issue. I think I that either. coaching I has fair. made this team way better than they are. 
truthfully. Yep. Offensively, way better than they are because, you know, you think about a lot of offensive schemes and how they would work there. This isn't a power running team. And this isn't a team that can like, just take a bunch of shots. It is a, like we saw, we saw two is jump from the Fitzpatrick offense to yep. this Mike McDaniels offense. And I, I think that this is the ceiling for Tua in this offense. And it, I, I don't know. I, I, do you try to trade off of him? I would. That's, that's going to be a serious a football subject. team. You, I, you, you've hit your ceiling. Like if, if, I think you do as well, but you know, you're, you're, you're taking it at a loss, which is never fun for people. Cause there's always, there's still upside, right? You're holding the stock and you're like, well, it could still go up, but the more you hang on to it, the lower it's going to get, the more you're going to lose, um, kind of cut your losses when you can, you're probably going to get a second or third rounder for him. And you know, whatever veterans available that you think, or if somebody who really like drops in the draft or you try to trade up in the draft, even I, I don't know, but can you do it. Can you do a sign and trade? Tag Kirk and trade him to. Oh my God! What a run! What? Mika Fitzpatrick is an idiot. Did uh, you see the tackle? Yeah, I mean, it's just I I I think everyone was shocked what? he was still going. Uh, well, I, I think Mika Mika Fitzpatrick, hey brother, finished the tackle. That's why yeah. I love that Michigan defense so much. The guy is tackled in the open field. That was weak. Can you sign and trade Kirk? Like, can you tag Kirk and trade him to Miami and get two in a dome half the year and? get him in Minnesota with Kevin O'Connell. That seems like a fair trade. Yeah, because then, you know, in the NFC too, it's it's different with San Francisco being the big team right now. Yeah, they're warm weather. Detroit's in a dome. The entire yeah. AFC South is either a dome or, or NFC South is a dome or warm weather. The NFC yeah. West, like Seattle might get cold. Arizona's not going to get cold. San Francisco Rams, yeah. could get chilly, but not. I mean, it's the still, Rams I mean, are never going to get cold. Like you only yeah. have to worry about your division and two of the teams – like Lambo is the only game all year, but you're also playing right. in Lambo, you know, in December already. So yeah, who knows when you're, you're going to get yeah. used to it? Wouldn't be a bad deal. No, and, and oh, we made it. So that's the Miami outlook. Um, Kansas City, you know, we'll see you next week. Um, looks like they're going to be playing Buffalo now. Um, you know, Lajarius Steve was awesome. They're they're. I, I just, I don't know. I don't like them or the Bills. So I don't. I'm. I'm already. I already don't know what I'm. What I'm going to like next week, but. I don't believe this is a Super Bowl caliber Chiefs team. We've said that all year. This week didn't change much for me on that. No, I, I think the one thing that, again, I, I said, uh, you know, whatever it was, week 12 when it happened was like Rashid Rice. Is that how you pronounce his first name? Is it Rashid? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rashid like became yeah. like a, a go to guy, it looked like. And he, he was yeah. kind of that again. He was sure handed. I was more impressed the fact that he was sure handed in the cold weather because this was a yep. game where I was concerned about that. Uh, but very sure-handed, you know, I, I thought Mahomes played or the, the entire receiving score played better. Mahomes did his job. They were able to move the ball through the air. I mean, Pacheco is still just a, I mean, tackling him in that weather is, is not fun at all. And that's, that's the thing where you're playing either you're going to be playing in Kansas city, Buffalo. Like if it's Buffalo, I mean, if it's going to be cold, like I, if you want to, I, if this is a team that feels like, Hey, we'll take six on the ground. You know, yep. that's the yep. way they've gone. So I, I like this team, I think over Buffalo, I, I think that Buffalo uh, is on a bit of a hot streak, but it's just one of those things where I just don't look at their competition and be that impressed with it. Cause like what, when they've been on this run, uh, they beat the dolphins. Wasn't that imp- like not impressive Patriots, not that not impressive chargers, not impressive Cowboys, not impressive. They beat the chiefs at the chiefs, but, uh, 
you know, I guess that is. And like, yeah, it's going to be a toss up. It's that's, it's a that's where up. the thing started. So it, they, the Chiefs kind of started this run for them and uh, we'll see what happens. But that was the Chiefs one. That was one of the, somebody blew that one, right? That was, that was the Kelsey's play. Yeah. And that's the one thing I want to talk about is Kelsey looks worse every Terrible. single week. Like there was one play, it was on the goal line and Kelsey was, had a step on him and Patrick Mahomes looked at him and didn't throw it. And it, it makes you concerned. I don't know if you remember that play, but it it started. Oh, you didn't you didn't watch the game, right? Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> it was a uh, it was one of those like hand. It was like a play action. I don't really necessarily know it was a bootleg. Kelsey came across the field, and I mean all the a plenty of room to just loft it up to him. Looked at him and like didn't do anything. And then I think he just threw it away. And yeah. that was when you're kind of like he's made a lot of boneheaded mistakes in terms of routes and how he you know, sees the game with Mahomes that never used to happen. He's had a lot of drops. Uh, and that's just the concern where it's like, I don't even know if teams have to like, I are keen on him anymore. So I, that's yeah, the it, concern I have for them. We've seen it all year. And it's been as much as we want to talk about the chiefs receivers, like as bad as they've been, Travis has had his worst statistical year, I think as well. So like, you know, the reason is his regression is putting spotlight on these chiefs receivers because he's just not getting open the way he used to in the past couple of years. So yeah, when you go to Buffalo next week, I mean, who's going to step up? Is it going to be Rashi Rice? Is it going to be – I don't know because Dude, I, you can't really trust Travis bone, the way you used to. It's going to have to be a Pacheco game. Boneheaded plays still that happened. But, yeah, it has to be. I don't know if you start running like a two-back formation and it's just like yeah. you get Clyde out of the backfield a little bit more, but you have yeah. to run threat of yeah, Pacheco let's, still. Let's, like, uh, let's probably not play Clyde anymore. Let's, let's keep it with Pacheco. Clyde, Zach, no. Zach, it's, Zach hates oh, Clyde. Really? I was saying, like, run it like a, a two-back, like, shotgun. Oh, it's like, oh hey, you're saying we, we, need, have, we need Clyde. No, like, I'm saying, like, the run threat of Pacheco is still there. Yeah. But, uh, would you have Would you rather have Clyde or Kadarius on the field right now? Well, I guess Clyde. He fumbled. That's, my, that's my point where it's like, I'm not I, – I said I want the – whenever the tape's reviewed, I said two-back formation. Yeah. Pacheco needs to be on the field at all times, but – it's one of those things where at least you have somebody coming out of the backfield where it's a better drop off or, you know, check down target because the Travis, Travis stuff, I mean, he even looks open now and it's just, it, there's something off. I don't think that it's, I don't think that it's a, a defensive or a defensive scheme that's messing him up. I don't, I don't know, but it's, yeah. it's bad. So that's my only concern. Uh, but this Buffalo team, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what the weather's like and two teams that you're used to the cold. So there's not really an advantage on it either way. Right. They know each other very well. The last one to review here, Green Bay goes to Dallas, and it is the ass-whooping of the ass-whoopings of the ass-whoopings. Um, I mean, it's your take before the year. It's your take during the year. It's your take before the game. Dallas is going to Dallas is going to Dallas. <laughs> Go ahead. Look, I've – I've watched this movie, guys. I, I know how it ends. You know, I want to fake 23 blasts with a backside Georgia reverse. Let's let's say it together, guys. You know, Sunshine's coming around the end. Like, that block that he has in the open field. And uh, Preacher puts his hands up. And uh, it, he has the clean white jersey because he hasn't seen the field. Uh, and it, we we know how this movie ends. And it's it's hilarious because... I mean, they convince everybody. 
they convince everybody. I'm talking to our NFC East friends, and they're like, you you knew. I, I don't know why I thought that I was ever scared. And then the Dallas people are freaking out. Jerry Jones, like, the Twitter's freaking out. Guys, it's the same old Dallas that we've seen since 2006. <sighs> nothing has ever changed. I am convinced nothing will change. Bring them all back. Bring back Dak. Like, hey, congrats on another great regular season. I can't wait for next year. And I truthfully, I, I think I could set it on the pod, but it, it ranged true. Like until like the way that like people viewed Michigan football who hated Michigan football, where it's like they talk so highly and so proudly, but they haven't won anything in whatever 20 years. Uh, and then they won and they're like, what, what do we do now? That's how it's going to be the moment it happens with Dallas. But my my entire life, like since I can remember watching Dallas in the playoffs, it's the Tony Romo drop snap. And since then, we can go Tony Romo on the beach in 07. You know, they whatever happened and like they just kept doing it. Tony Romo's been two and four in the playoffs. Then you get to the uh whatever year it was, like the uh Des caught it game and then we the next year with the Packers and every year with Dak and it's it's just timeless it's so fun it's my favorite part of every season it was so weird because and we'll get to Green Bay um it was so weird how immediately immediately in this game Green Bay scores in the opening script okay oh well you know opening script can't panic immediately Dak and CD seem to be at odds with each other. Like the first drop and then the second throw, they are in each other's faces. And I thought that was so weird um, for guys that have been connected better than pretty much anyone all season. Mm -hmm. um, CDs arguably played as bad, as good as any receiver the stat has this year. And they just weren't on the same page. And then Dak, like a, like a fourth grader was so worried about CD being upset at him. He only was looking at CD on every first read and that um, second, you know, the first pick by Alexander is phenomenal. He's awesome. Yeah. The second one was Dak just saying, no matter what, I have to try to throw to CD here. Yeah. And this is a, a Packers defense that we have talked about at length. That is horrible. Yeah. Like statistically horrible. The Packers fans hate their defensive coordinator. Hate mm -hmm. them. Hate this, them. Was the, this was the defense in the NFC to play. Uh, totally at home in the dome everything's comfortable when this weekend's been a mess and it was a complete utter debacle then on the other side of the ball you have on the opening possession and the first couple possessions i didn't i didn't uh, remember to bookmark the tweet but i saw pictures of it time and time again the packers line up in 12 personnel they got one running back and two tight ends they're saying we're either running it or play action with one receiver mm -hmm. and time and time again dan quinn lines up in a dime package with one for anyone that doesn't know it's just putting another db out there instead of a linebacker welcoming the run yeah aaron jones had a field day i mean that. some of the some of the pre-snap formations that if you were to look at that game i, I would just amaze you and i and i you know dan quinn did a hell of a job he's probably gonna get a head coaching gig but I mean, if he is hired to my team right now, I am freaking out a little bit because they could not have been more outcoached and outclassed in a game than yesterday by the youngest team 
to ever play in the playoffs, Justin. And the first time a seven seed won, which I know is like four years, but still, like it's the NFL. We haven't oh had my it in God. four years. I mean, Stefan Gilmore was getting cooked. I know he was hurt, but I, I've never seen guys ever, ever in a game of watching football that open catching the ball. Musgrave, oh. Dobbs, what, 10 times across the field? There'd be times where you just see like Jordan throw off his back foot, back foot. and like loft it in the air. You're and like, you're no like, way. That, yeah, every time. And then every time I did there was too. no white jerseys in the screen. <laughs> no. And there's a guy stumbling trying to make the catch yeah. right now. The whole time you're just like, is someone going to, is, is anyone coming? Like, yeah. cause you no. would catch it and then run two seconds before the, the TV would find another body. Yeah. Like, and, I, and I mean, that's the thing where it's like, you played a defense that you should easily expose. And they, once, once they stopped going to CD, like in the fourth quarter, and sure. I know that they had starters pulled, but yeah. they were able to just move the ball. They're like, oh, hey, there's Michael Gallup. Yeah. Jake, Jake Ferguson. Jake been there Ferguson. All, oh, all year God, he's awesome. been there. Yeah. Uh, it's classic and it's the thing about it now is like, you know, the, the Jordan love conversation, good for him, proud of him. Like that was a big, big thing. And like, this does a yeah, we'll defense that everyone got to, but for Dallas, I, it's, I mean, Dak said it, if you're going to put it on McCarthy, you got to put it on me. Hey, let's put it on you. Sure. Let's absolutely put it on you, dude. I, I blame you more than him. <laughs> I mean, what are you, nuts on you? What's, what is you're the two and five in the playoffs? You're two and five in the playoffs. Like, how long? How, how many wins are? I think one of the, at least one of those wins is under McCarthy. I mean, you fired yeah, him. Yeah, uh, one coach fired. The, I think the San Francisco battle. game. The San Francisco game was after a win, right? Yeah, they beat Seattle. I think at home, and then they played the San Francisco game. But like, Dak, yeah. like, here's the thing: how many times in these two in your playoff record do we go back and be like, yeah, Dak, Dak was the one who messed up there. That's yep. the thing. That's the thing about Dak Prescott that I have always said since 2016 when they signed him. And everyone's like, oh, they got a guy. You know, he's on a good deal for them, blah, blah, blah. And then they signed him a massing contract. Wow, they're Dak for MVP, Dak this, Dak that. I will always say, let him do whatever he wants because it, it comes time and time again that when it comes down to winning playoff football games, the guy simply cannot do it. And if you're looking at the defense, like who would you maybe Philly? But you didn't want to play the Lions or the Rams or the Bucks or San Francisco. Like this was you're playing at home against a no. young team, against yeah, a quarterback that, yeah. who has not this is the team. anything. This was the matchup, and you got boat raced for 60 minutes. 60 minutes. 60 minutes. I, I didn't even have the, the sound on. I was watching the Sony open. I had this under. I it 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 truthfully. I knew it was one of those things where like, I wish I was gambling. I so I could have put the house on this happening. I was so unconcerned with this football game. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's So now let's talk about Dallas's off season because now they, they are in potentially a favorable position where they can get a coach that while Dak is always going to be an issue can, can make up for some of the McCarthy shit. Um, I don't understand how Bill and Jerry would work together, but if they agree to it, I, I certainly can understand how it can work. I certainly could see how Micah with Bill would be as dangerous of a thing as we've seen ever, potentially. Yeah. Um, I think if I'm a Dallas fan, I'd rather have Rabel. 
Yeah. And I'd rather have Derrick Henry as a free agent come sign and be in Dallas with Vrabel. Yeah, that'd be scary. Because then you have the Pollard, Henry. Well, Pollard, so Pollard's a free agent. Pollard's a free agent. But you could bring him back as the number two because I think, unfortunately, as much as I love Tony, he did not really prove to be the guy that I think everyone kind of envisioned he was going to be for this team. Yeah. I think he's like a, a, a slightly better Jalen Moore and like really good number two. He's awesome every time he touches the ball, but it's like, wait, when he's every, when you're, you're every down back, it's kind of an issue. Yeah, because he's such a good receiving back. It's not really yeah. running. He can do so many good things. things. Yeah. I, I just don't know. I mean, I, I would assume McCarthy's getting fired, right? There's no way this guy's keeping his job. It's There's no way. It's hard for me to say because, the like, boy, do I, I – like, you texted the Vrabel thing or whatever, and it, it kind of ruined it for me. No, like, kind <laughs> Sorry. Of, like, I know that I sent that text, and I was like, like, let me have today or something. Like, kind of like – I was like, shit. I didn't realize – I didn't realize it was that day. I didn't realize it was Well, because it's one of those things where it's like, let the Cowboys be the Cowboys, right? Like, I was yeah. never afraid yeah, of yeah. Jason don't Garrett. Let them be, it's like Washington. Like, wait, don't let this team get competent. Yeah. yeah. You're like, I was never afraid of Jason Garrett. I, I was never afraid of the Mike McCarthy hiring. Like – don't make me be afraid of the Vrabel, like, because if Vrabel comes in, it's like, because the, the thing about a lot of these guys that they bring in is it's somebody who Jerry can control. Jerry yep. can walk over. He yep. wants to kind of be flashy in a little bit of way, kind of has something. They're either like, I'm going to sit back, or they're also going to be like, I kind of have to be like a, hey, you know, look at me kind of guy. Let me prove my, let me show. Yeah, dad they're still how, a puppet. Let me show dad how proud he is of me. Um I don't need a guy who's going to come in there and be like, no, this is my team. That's that would be bad. No, it's totally bad. fair. Yeah. Um, they, so who would that be? They who are a get... threat talent wise. I mean, let, let's just promote Dan Quinn. The defense loves him. Micah Parsons loves him. Yeah. Love that. Absolutely. Let's promote Dan. Yeah. Why, why, why interview anywhere else? Why don't you be a coach right here? Yeah. Stay at home. Yeah. Stay at home. Uh, Dan Quinn would be awesome. Um, I, I don't see Harbaugh ever taking that job and being with, with Jerry, but no. I, I think the only thing to watch would be Bill or, uh, or Mike here in the next coming days. Yeah. I, I think that uh, the Dak fame becomes a serious conversation where it's like, now they're going to have to look again for, I mean, Tony Rose was a low draft pick. Uh, Dak was a low draft pick, but they're going to draft a guy in the fifth round this year. I'm telling you yep. right now. Uh, but I, it's just one of those things like Dak has had injury history. Uh Dak is not a good quarterback. Um, the Dak MVP stuff is some of my favorite comments ever. And I, I hope that they continue. But, you know, you look at this offense and their offensive line is only getting older. They've been able to fill in some things. Their weapons like CeeDee Lamb is still CeeDee Lamb, but he is like that. You know, I, I don't put him in like the top, top tier. If that, if that, is that, is that fair to say? Like who? CD. CD. I, getting I, don't close. In, I don't I don't put him in the Jefferson class yet. No, he's he's, um, he's definitely he's, but, he's a star number one. But yeah, yes, he's he a number showed. one and he's a star like he's one of the best number ones in the league. I don't put him in that class. So you, you hope he can get there. But also like the other receivers, I like Ferguson, but their other receivers like Gallup is I mean, he's been there forever. He's never kind of been an over the ceiling guy. Brandon Cooks is only going to get older. Um, we talked about their backfield and I, I just with how Washington is potentially coming up um, and with how the Giants you hope are coming up, like this is going to be a harder division. It's not going to be yep. Philly every other year. Uh, the NFC is getting better. And I, you just feel like this has to be instead of a patch job. Cause that's part of the reason why Dallas is Ben Dallas. They're, they're a patch job team. 
they fill in patches. They don't go out there and they have never tried to like fully rebuild, rebuild, right? The Dak thing, they fell in luck. The, you know, they had the Zeke thing that he never was able to win there. Um, yep. And they had that power run game and it, they just have not been able to do a full rebuild. And you're not going to, you're not going to tell this team like, Hey, do a full rebuild right now. You're the Dallas Cowboys. They're never going to do that. And so if they get in Vrabel or Belichick, I'm in trouble, but otherwise. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I just looked through the quarterbacks, Michael Pratt, Tulane. Uh, welcome. Welcome yeah. to the future. Like where's Jake Hayner? Did he get? Is he going in the draft? Was he last year or this year? He was last year. Yeah, no, that would, been, year. that would have been a perfect name. Yeah. Or Jake Hayner. So, Tommy DeVito, New Orleans. You know, yeah. find a guy like that. Yeah, they always do it. Um, now the other side. So you said an interesting thing. You said I've seen this movie before about Dallas. Yeah. Mike had been texting all week. And he's like, I, I, this is, I've seen this movie. I don't even know if I'm going to watch this game. He's like, I'm telling you, I know how this goes. And just like how you, you love watching Dallas do this. There is nothing that makes these fans more sick than watching what they just watched. Yeah. So Jordan love now since week nine, 21 touchdowns, one interception. We talked about the back foot magic. Every time I thought he was doing it, I thought an over overthrow was coming for a pick. He was so amazing in this game. And that one I get, touchdown, I get, it was like number two or three where it was like a double the Wicks post move one. almost. The Wicks that one was, was that that was the that was totally the moment. Yeah. Because yeah, like if you're bro. a Bears fan, you can you can talk yourself into like, oh, guys were wide open. They yeah. schemed stuff up open all day. Look, man, that's a top 10 throw. That's that a top throw, 10 QB throw. That was one of those throws, too, where like no offense to casuals, but I don't feel like casuals look at that throw and realize how awesome it was. That was disgusting. Yeah. Like to the and naked this, eye, you're like, oh, that's a good ball. But then you like just really look at it. You're like, oh, that was I stood. That was one that like been on, which we can talk about that idiot later. But that was one where I was like, look, I was watching the game, not listening to it. And I stood up. I was like, wow. They have a franchise guy. And from an organizational standpoint, it has to be the best organization in sports. They are. Andrew Branch made it? it. He's like, you draft a QB when you don't need one. Yeah. And they have done it perfectly now three times. Yeah. Like and, they got every guy. time. Every I, I don't time think Jordan Love's the best quarterback in the game. I don't. But I he's pretty much cemented himself, I think, as a franchise quarterback for this team. What else could you want to see in, in, in the last two months of football from him? Yeah. I mean, look, I had a lot of stats sent my way. So I I, I, I saw them all. I saw them all. Zach. I'll be honest, you can't ask for much more in the last two months because he was at the top. It was Andrew Flacco. I, I just – the youngest team in football, they got their quarterback. They've done it correctly again. This is how – like when, you, when you're a fan of a team and you wonder why your team's always bad or in the middle or good, it is at the top. Like that – like unless it sucks to admit sometimes because like you can't really control anything when the owner is who the owner is. And it can be really bad or really good. And the Packers organization at the top, even though they don't have an owner, quote unquote, you know, well, the that's, maybe owners. that's the thing, Zach. Maybe that's yeah, what maybe. it is. Because maybe the, the guys, like us, guys like us are in the building. You know, we look, we have no say, but we have yep. a piece of paper that says yep, that we meeting the that they all get to go to at the start of the year. They, yep. Maybe they're on to something because like, I want to share. 
I was trying to buy shares of Bournemouth the other day. Like, I just want Look, to share because I think I can I'm make all a for difference. making fun of them if our team beats them. I am so jealous of that. I will. I don't care if I beat them. I've done it, you know, twice in playoffs when it matters. Uh, I will never make fun of them for that because I am that is, immensely I'm jealous. So jealous of that. Yeah, I got stupid John Mara and Steve Wilkes doing my idiot whatever. Yeah, it's just it, it is amazing to see what Green Bay has done. Lafleur, I, I mean, he is awesome. Like for a guy that we questioned for a long time at the start of the season, yeah. has completely turned it on and has completely found a way after the bye to make Jordan love and turn him into this guy and credits Bo Jordan and Matt for what they've, what they've become and what this team has become. And look, he's still doing this to Romeo Dobbs, like Wicks Reed. I mean, these guys might be legit, but they're so young. It's amazing what they're able to produce right now. And yeah. I, I just, you know, I know Chicago's getting Caleb and I know they can be excited and they deserve to be excited, but it is so deflating when you see green Bay yet again, become a team that looks like they're going to be a problem and a force for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and that's the thing where, um, you know, we talk about our own, like, grievances as fans with our rivals in our divisions. And and I'm sure, look, when you guys went Manning to luck, I'm sure a lot of people in the FC South were like, these mother effers. Yeah, that's fair. I'm sure everyone. And I, I, and like, I look at it and like, look, Dallas and Washington, we know how I feel about them, but Philly, right? I... They never, they always were able to like just win football games when it mattered. And then went McNabb to Vic to Foles to Ertz. And you're like, these are never top guys. Yeah. Like, I mean, Vic was at a time, but not when it mattered. And you're like, but they were always there. And you're like, my Lord. Now to think about it in a way where it's like, no, they, they had Hall of Fame and quarterbacks every single time for the last, before we were born, Zach, if Jordan Love fi- turns out to be this, I, I don't know what rivalry has it worse than that. No, no. Like maybe it was the only thing that compares is like the Yankees, the Red Sox for like 800 years, but then 2004 happened and it hasn't been the same, same sense, but it's like, so maybe they just knew that. Like what happened? What did, what did the bears do? Like, was there a player traded the year, you know, or, or was released by the bears and picked up by the Packers. In, yeah. Like the great 19, Bambino or something. Yeah. Like, like what happened in 1994 or five or whatever year it was like, was there a cornerback that the bears dropped that the Packers picked up and like all of a sudden it, they've, they've had Hall of Fame quarterback since. I don't know, but it, somebody has to dive into that and they have to find an answer. It's so much worse than the, like being a bills or jets fan, because like, yeah, that sucked that you had to play Brady and Belichick for 20 years. I'm, that is awful. You're never going to win the division ever. I get it. Yeah. But it'd be like, you know, a guy a little less than Tom because no one's Tom, but like uh, getting Tom three times in that span. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, and, and new coaches too. It's not like, like, that's not like yeah. it's been Holgram. It's been McCarthy. It's been LaFleur now. And it just works. Yep. They've had three coaches and three quarterbacks and they have more playoff success with Jordan Love than you've had in the last, you know, 15 years, 17 years. And like the thing is too, and it's like as a Bears fan, that's even more frustrating where it's like they they just do it easily. The Bears best quarterback is Jay Cutler. Yeah. Yeah. Like their most success was under Rex Grossman. Yeah. Where it's like it'd be one thing if it was like, you know, like Colts Patriots, for example, or you know. Right, where it's like, man, like we just can't beat these Patriots. But you had a guy in the building where you're like, he's gonna do yeah. it eventually. Yeah. 
have the Bears ever had a guy in the building that they deep down knew or thought where they're like, this is the guy for us? They they never have. It is insane. I which which is more and Mike finally like the draft Caleb Williams. You have to. You have to. How can you watch any of this shit and be like, well, Drake's Drake may sound. I, I I like Drake May. I think he's gonna be great. But like, how can you watch all of this and be like, we're taking Drake over Caleb Williams? You can't. Like, I'll put it to you this way. Uh Drake May's floor is Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. And I would say his ceiling is who's like Herbert? A, just no, I, I would say it's above Herbert. Really? Yeah, I like, I, I like Drake May. I like Drake May a lot. I, I don't and it's like what was Herbert's ceiling? Like, I don't think Herbert's necessarily reached his ceiling, but it's like like a Drew Brees almost, if he was yeah. taller, where it's like yeah. athletic. Really good arm, really smart. Like I, I think Drew Brees is his ceiling, and Kirk Cousins is for like you. That's, you have that's that. great quarterback. Yeah, and I would say that Chicago. No offense to the floor, I'm about to say. I would say his floor is Justin Fields. Who Caleb? Yeah, like if if Caleb Williams doesn't turn out, he's not worse than Justin Fields. Like it's just like right. an athletic right. quarterback who makes awesome plays, and you're just like he just can't like for some reason it's not clicking. Right? I think that's his yeah. floor. His ceiling is better than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. yeah his ceiling is like, the best truthfully, play the kid. Yeah. truthfully, his ceiling is up there. Yeah. You take that, you take that flyer every time. Yeah. Yeah. Because at least so, then you can say, like, we might have the guy. Like when you draft Caleb Williams, you can say to yourself right now, like, we might have the guy. I don't know if you when you drafted Justin Fields, you wished, but I don't think you could sit down there and be like, we're going to have a better quarterback than. Yeah. He was still what the third or fourth guy taken in that draft alone. I mean, it's not like. Yeah. But the, I mean, uh, Caleb Williams, dude. Yes. Yeah, ages. Thanks. It does. It does. And now green Bay has, as Will pointed out to me, a chance to do the funniest thing ever, which would be to go to San Francisco and do what Aaron Rodgers could literally never do. He texted me that. He said, how funny would it be? And I was like, look, that was this the missing piece the entire time? In in 2021, was was the guy on the bench the guy who you needed? I just look, I, I love I love what they're doing. I I it's amazing the success they've had. I think they're gonna get curb stop next week. And I don't think it matters. I don't it's all good. Because he, because I I, I, I mentioned expectation. Like, you know, to be there. Yeah, I thought that was like Houston. They got in. Love gets to play one game. It's good experience. They're the youngest team, yeah. whatever. And now it's like, well, shit, we're already playing with house money. Who yeah, cares? Going into Dallas, it was house money. And it was like, well, if right. he plays bad, we can say like, well, you know, we weren't supposed to be here. It was a learning experience, blah, blah, blah. No, but he great. He played great. I will say, look, and I, at this point, it's just a running oh, boy. joke. No, 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 no. I will say, hey, let's, let's tone down on the back throw or the, the, you know, back foot throwing, unless it was it was every throw, TV camera angle, no one's around. It was like we don't want to. It's like me with my chipping almost, where it's like, look, today fundamental chipping. I wasn't wasn't messing with the club face, wasn't messing with the ball positioning. It was just it was just fundamentals, and I was chipping great. I start doing that, and then I'm like, oh, maybe open up the club face a little bit. Oh, yeah, maybe lift up the maybe lift up the heel. Oh, this is fun, and then it blows up in my face. So like, let's. Let's work on, you know, let's keep the fundamentals in play, Chip Jordan Love. We don't need to throw on the back foot every single time. Yeah, this play action that was wide open and working all day. Uh, Fred Warner, um, 
you know, it's just gonna be a little different. And that's okay. It, it's I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Green Bay. Like they're gonna play a different beast. So yeah, the back foot may not work. But I just don't want it to be like uh, like the I the but first like, quarter, if he tries to throw a black foot and loft one up in the air and like yeah. there's a guy in the gold helmet around, like you're gonna get nervous. So yeah. It, it, yeah, it'll be yeah. But I will say like that, especially that that touchdown you talked about, that poster. I mean, the ball does kind of out of his hand. It's pretty sexy. Oh. The way that like he puts, it does have that Rogers quick little like yep like I don't care flick to it, and it it has like a the way the way it flies through the air, you know like when you play NCAA football and if you like press the button it's a like it lofts it and if you hold yeah, the button it's double, a bullet. Yeah. It's like he's able to get the loft arch with the bullet velocity. Yeah, his arm's sick, and it's just like the like you said, it's just the way he just flicks it, and you're like that like that window is closing fast. But he's mm-hmm. able to put it over into the window. Like, how are you able to control that speed with having that touch at the same time? He's he's sick. He is. Like, yeah. And maybe look, it's it's one of those things. Maybe I was a little hard on Jordan Love. You know, <laughs> and you have to look at the like how many games did it take until the last two months? How many games was that under? You also play? in that time saw his worst game by far. When so I needed him like, to have his yes, exactly. When I needed him to have his best, because like let's say he has his best game, hypothetically, of course, the Giants are drafting in the top five. Yep. So I'm uh, sorry, and you know, yeah, it's you can't get that can, out. It's something I'll get over eventually. I'm sure of right. it, but for right now, it is. But back to the point of like after that game, he went off. I want to know how many starts he had coming into that game. Wait, outside of going off. No, like, so the Giants game, let's say, like, the Giants game was the last bad game. And then from then on, he went off, right? Yeah. How right. many starts was, like, what, was that start 17? Was that start 24? Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he only played, what, two games before the season? That's, so that's what it's like, where it's like, is that the rookie season uh, line? Right. Right? And now we're in the, the sophomore season, and now that's yep. when the jump starts. That's what Definitely. I'm curious about. Definitely. Career? Let's see here. Uh, the issue is, is that I need him to start. How do I know if he started? He started against Kansas City in 2021. I don't. I'm not going to count that. All right. Basically, I mean, he played. I mean, this was played at Detroit in a game they didn't need. I remember maybe his rookie year. Uh, yeah, he played one game against Kansas City, 19 for 34. I remember watching that one. Yeah, he didn't even start against the Detroit game. He just came in. So he had one start before this year. So this was yeah. his rookie year. Uh, and he made a jump. And you know and what? The Packers Good. also smartly extended him without giving him the bag. I think they gave him a pretty fair extension. It was like a three-year. Yeah, it was just like a prove-it three years. So now they're like pretty much set still. Like they just they're do things rookie, correctly. They're in a window. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah. Maybe <laughs> maybe the Giants need to sell some shares. I don't know nice. how much money it costs. I, I'm in. I'm in. They do so. things right. They do things right. Um, and we always do. The funny thing is, is too, it's like how, what, 2021, we're like, after the Rogers situation or whatever, we're like, it's so much harder for Green Bay because, like, they don't have a true front office. You don't have somebody you can go to and be like, what, can we do this? Do we have the money for it? Blah, blah, blah. You know what? Then they don't overspend. They've, right? I mean, They've never, I never had a first round receiver. Like they've never, they still don't do things and it works. And they just reload. Yeah. yeah and, I mean, you want to talk about an emergence of a guy, Bo Melvin. Yeah. He's playing great. Look at all these guys. Whip. Like I like Whips. I like Reed. I like Melton. Like Aaron Jones is Aaron Jones. Like they, they're awesome. 
and it's also like they they didn't win the division this year, so they're still like progress. It's not like it's a they have to do it again feeling. Right. Almost, it's like hey, we can get better. They're in the Houston spot. They're gonna be the overwhelming favorite in the next year, and they deserve it. Like yeah. for for their division. Um, that is the oh, recap. Yeller. Oh, yeah. That is no, the we have recap. One more. We'll get to what? We have one more. What? Buffalo? No. Last night. <laughs> the best game, Zach. How long have we been doing this for? That's embarrassing. I feel like we've gone on pretty good. Yeah. Um, that's embarrassing. Oh, uh, Yeller. Oh, Yeller. Detroit beats LA. I mean, first off, what a scene. I, I love Detroit chaining Jerry Goff. I love them booing Stafford. I love everything that crowd did to handle that game. The guy crying at the end of the game. I can't Absolutely. tell you what a nerve that one hit. Absolutely. I just couldn't be happier for them. Like, it this game was everything we wanted it to be. Like, Stafford was slinging it. Goff came out dealing, pissed off. Like, it went down to the wire. And, like, when I talked about the Jared to a, like, line, like, I don't know if Jared's ever going to win a Super Bowl. I don't. But he's made it to one. Mm-hmm. He's now won a playoff game in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, like, I Doing get. something that Stafford never did. Never did. I, I, like, I get, like, you may not be thrilled to sign up as your guy if it's Jared Goff, you're another team, but that's not Detroit. Like, they have embraced this. They have bought into it. Ben Johnson has even said it. Like, when, when Ben Johnson got the job, he said McVay believed in golf a certain way. We see other things. And he has proven that. Like McVay thought golf was limited and to a degree, he is definitely correct. But what they have gotten out of Jared in Detroit is remarkable. And mm-hmm. I thought Ben was brilliant last night. I thought Jared was brilliant last night. And there was nothing more Dan Campbell in Detroit than when you think they're going to run the ball, get the last time out of the Rams, and on third down, consider passing or running the ball. They throw it on second down to Amon Ra and end the game right there. Mm-hmm. And it epitomizes everything they've done this year, the belief they have. And that's a quarterback who made that throw. And that that puts you over the line right there. Like they trusted him in that moment when the game is on the line at the biggest point in the, in the NFL you can be in. And he yep. did it. So what else do you really want from your guy? If you're not getting like, we don't all get Mahomes. So like, what else do you want? Mm-hmm. I thought it was beyond impressive what he did. And I, I think that, you know, to that point, I think there's another level that ne- or layer that needs to be put on top of it, and that's Dan Campbell because yep. Dan Campbell's done and said a lot of things that we made fun of for. Yep. Um, he's he's done and said a lot of things that people are like, is this ever going to be like a head coach who can win football games? But if McVay draws up that play call, does he do it? Does he complete the pass? I don't know because, like you said, there was there was clearly a feeling of what he's limited to in the building. Yep. Dan Campbell tells that guy, like, hey, we trust you. We believe in you. This is why we're here for your moment like this. And I, I don't – I think that that's just – the level that Dan Campbell does to just I, – like, I, it sucks because I don't think that motivator does enough justice. I don't like when people say, like, Dan Campbell is a true motivator because it's it's beyond motivating. It it's one thing to motivate players, but it's one thing to actually pull out the best of every single person mentally. And he's just able to do that. And I, I think that Dan Campbell does, deserves a lot of respect. I, I think that sticking to your guns being like, you know, we, we say time and time again, like my Lord, like that Seattle game, for example, I was like, dude, 
like relax like with the the risky play calling it like yep. playing Madden. Like you need to relax. And he, you know what? This entire game, like it, it a lot of coaches would have done the thing where it's like, hey, I'm gonna be smart. I'm gonna keep the game in front of me. And he never did. And that's because nope. he's Dan Campbell. And I, I think he deserves a ton of credit. I think looking back on like the hard knock speeches that he was given, where he's just like sitting there and the guys were not, you know, working hard enough. And he's like, I I get it. You don't want to be here, but I, there there's a plan in place. Yeah, the pads talk. You need to go full speed. He's like, and I know you don't want to. And it's like, you know, the way that he talks, he's not yelling at them. No, he's talking. Yeah. He's talking to them, and he's 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 being empathetic. But like, the he's not words, talking at them. He's talking no, to them. Exactly, and like the way that he says it, and the way that you're just kind of like you watch it, and you're like, man, I I want to be better. Like I, did the I same want thing to hit today. somebody hard. Mm-hmm. It, it's such he does such a great coaching job, and I I think that the trust in the guys, the trust in that building. Um, I think it's a true testament of like what as sports fans, like we want a team to be when it's not our team. Right. Like, you know, if if it's one of those things where you want them to win just because you want to watch that season DVD, right. There's just some DVDs that like, or some documentaries on teams where you're just like, man, like, like, for example, like the Oh four Red Sox that like, I hate that documentary but it draws my attention so much just because as a sports fan, you're like the way that they just rallied. Another team you hate, like the Foles Eagles season, like that run, like that shit. How can you not buy into that? Yeah. Where it's like, they're on the sidelines and it's like in, in their, in, you know, the way Doug's just like, yeah, now's the time. You're like, man, like that I'm getting chills. Just thinking about these things. You're like, it sucks. I hate it all. But there's something about that as a sports fan. That's so pure being in Detroit. I don't think any team or any city buys into this team quite like it being in Detroit where it's like, it's the overlooked, it's the, it's the, it's the city of miss or the Island of misfit toys. Um, and it was just awesome. And I'm glad that they won it. You know, it's one of the few playoff games where it's like, do I really care? Sometimes you're like, I don't care. It was one of those where I'm like, I like both these teams, but I really want Detroit to win. They just, uh, yeah. and yeah. Um, I know I kind of picked them to win this as a joke or at that game as a joke, but it just kind of, it just felt like an opportunity for them. Um, and, and boy, you know, if Tampa wins, do they get a buy? I mean, a home game again? Or Philly Detroit's home Tampa? regardless. Regardless, yeah. I was like saying, I was like, but Philly's the oh, way right They'll now. host the so winner of this game. I think that's huge. Jared Goff stays indoors. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's huge. And then if you win, he's like, hey, maybe we have to go to San Francisco. And he's a Cali boy. So, um, but. I think getting one, if they don't win next week, whatever happens, I like their matchup because I think they're getting, they're getting the winner of this game, no matter what. I, I would much rather play this team than Green Bay or whoever oh, wins that totally. game Green Bay. Totally. This but, worked out perfectly for them. I know they wanted Dallas. I, 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 this, this worked out perfectly. Yeah. Hey, guess what you'd rather have is that, you know, they're a better route. So yeah. good for them. Uh, I, I, I cannot express how much like fun that was to watch and, and just seeing all the replays like the, the way, like, when Dan Campbell's press conference, I've seen that too many times a day. He's wearing a suit that doesn't fit. He's wearing those the shirt and tie that looks like you're at Kohl's, and you're like, this is the, you know, the red shirt, the blue shirt, yep. the yellow shirt. And it comes with a pre-picked tie and that weird plastic. He's wearing that yeah. look. I went and to the wedding talk- and forgot to bring my suit. But- yeah, and he's talking, and he's like, man, like, you know, he's doing that. He's like, man, when we, you know, we're going to fall, we're going to get up, and, you know, we're going to take it 
take a kneecap off the way up and we're laughing at him because like who does this but then like you you just see the full scope of his work and like understanding how he talks and like no that's who he is that's how he talks to the players in the locker room he wasn't he wasn't putting the face on to try to get grit for Detroit and like have the city buy on him no that's who he was and he stood to it the entire time and I you know it's it's fun uh I I need to reach out I've been meeting to today is when Mitch and I went to BG, our first friend at Bowling Green was a diehard uh, Lions fan. Um, there's a picture of us sitting on the couch. The project, we'd watch the Sunday games. It was the Giants, the Raiders, and the Lions. Look. Not a great was, stretch ball. <laughs> it was. There was some tough times, but there's a picture of us sitting on the couch. He's from my laptop back screen. It's like Khalil Mack, Matthew Stafford, Odo Beckham Jr. And it was just those three names over the couch watching football um and you know for him talking to him as a lions fan for so long and you're just like dude you finally you got one and for them like you know they could win the super bowl and i'm telling you i mean in the future winning a super bowl like next year if they were to win it yeah that'd be the best game ever i don't know if they get more emotion winning a super bowl than they would after last night's playoff game i agree yeah, because that, that was, at home, the the, the droughts. They just over. had to get the monkey off their back. All, yeah. the biggest monkey of backs on all, of all time. And it being at home too, like if if they were to win the Super Bowl this year, I don't think that people would emotionally react to it the way that they reacted to that game last night. No, I mean they beat Matt Stafford. Like it, yeah. it just can't. It's not like they hate him or anything. I get they booed him, I, but they don't hate Matt Stafford. They love I mean, Matt that's, Stafford. That's, that's it was weird. just it was game on. It's playoff time. Like yeah. if it was a regular season game, he would have gotten a tribute. He would have gotten cheered. You can't do that in the playoffs. Matt understood it. Um, that's like the classic, like, you know, it's, a, it's the 2v2 basketball tournament in your backyard. And it's like, yeah, you know what? It's we're, a war. Yeah, we're, we're going to battle right now. Yeah. After it's, it's totally a handshake war. and we're we're going to have some slushies at Speedway. But right mm-hmm. now it's it's blood. Literally. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't know what else you can want from Dan Campbell. Like you talked about, like they had all the pressure and expectations the first time ever. And they win the division and win their first playoff game. Like what else? What else could we want from this organization and from this team? It was mm-hmm. it was as flawless as it could be. The difference was the red zone. The Rams yeah. went over three converting mm-hmm. touchdowns. The Lions went three for three. Like that was that was the difference in the game. And as much as I love McVay, his game management, clock management has always been kind of his fault. And not trusting Stafford at the end of the half with three timeouts, I thought was weird against the worst pass defense in the league. Yeah. And then at the end of the game, he doesn't call the timeout and lets it go all the way down to the two-minute warning and then lets that play go off. And you, you just wasted so much time. I, I didn't understand that one either. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this team played above expectations. They did not have that much talent. Uh, they had a great year. I would expect them to probably give one more run here and see oh, what they can off. do. No, no, the Rams with Stafford. Oh, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about Rams. I'm talking about the Rams outlook now. I mean, I I think they gave it one more year. I mean, Puka, holy shit. That was an all-time Dude, performance. He is and, he is a problem. And I credit Cooper Cup because Cooper the first four weeks was hurt. Puka kind of comes on as the star of this team. And then Cooper just basically gets put into this elevated Ben Skoranek role. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I, I don't know, Cooper Cup, but like, we don't hear a word about it. Like he completely took on, like, he still got the ball, but like he can, com- Puka completely took his role and Cooper had to do that all year and kind of be the more of the blocker help extra guy. If you need me. And I mean, Puka is un unbelievable what he did in that game. It was as impressive as performance as you'll see from a losing team and a losing player. I, 
it's one of those things where you're just like, how does a guy like that fall so far? Him and Cooper was, both had fives on the relative athletics board. Like they both make no sense. Yeah. Well, that's the who was a uh, was it? It wasn't. Maybe it was the Puka conversation with like that was. With and, but they were talking about somebody else as well. Where they're like, yeah, it's like this guy. Like yeah, that guy sucked. He, though. he can't run a forty yard dash, but you who put pads on him, and he runs a four three with pads on. And it's true. Like there's so many guys that run really really fast, and then there's like yep. pads on them, and you're like, these guys can't run at all. Yep. And Puka is like he outruns everybody. He gets he gets to the corner. Like there was Doesn't the one. Uh, what play was it? It was later in the game because it mattered, and it was like a, it was just a drag route. Yep, over the yep. sidelines, Broke the and he tackle. caught the ball. And it was like even with the defender, and he was he he sprinted, still running, you know, extending the drag route to the corner, and was and turned it upfield, and like beat and got like ten more yards out of it, and like beat the corner to the uh to the turn. And you just watch that play, and it's one of those things where I know it's not like a flashy play, but it, it pops off the screen, and you're like, "That is that is ability, that is talent." Yep. Um, 181 yards. I mean, he's gonna be. It, you hope that it doesn't turn into like a Tyler Lockett thing, right? I where it's like he just gets hit so much because he kept him. He catches the ball over the middle. God, he got smoked so last many night. times. Guys, yeah. Just part of this last night. Yeah, I mean Stafford, we can talk about later, but uh, yeah. you just hope that it doesn't turn into like an injury thing because he the way he's just taking our toll. Yep. Uh, but he seems like a coach. He's impressive. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, yeah, Stafford. It you know I don't think he could have played that much better. His eyes rolled backwards. He shouldn't have played. Um, yeah, he was. But the only the only other thing, and I know it's it's easy to be to say what I'm going to say. When they got the fourth and 14, I think I would have gone for it. Because they were punting the ball with three and a half minutes left. You had one timeout left. Detroit yes. basically needed basically needed one first down to win it, two to really close it. And you had been getting chunk play. They were the worst in the league in explosive plays. I get it would have been hard. I get it. I get it. But I just I would have ended that game in my QB's hand. Yep. Instead of giving it to Detroit, no matter the down and distance. No, I completely agree. I remember I was trying to think about the situation, but I remember that because um, because D- D- Dan Campbell had a choice of declining the penalty to go to fourth down. Yeah, or they accepting ran... it to go to third and fourteen. Yeah, and, and Caleb and I were like, I don't know what he should do here, and he made the right call. And it was because they were in Detroit territory, and I remember, yes. um, I was getting yelled at for not getting my laundry out of the dryer all day. And as you know, as a former, I, I'm, I'm a big, I, I get started on it. And then there's like one load left and I just, yeah, it, it, it sits yeah. there for a while. I think mine's in there right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was sitting there and I was like, Hey, you, you know, it was getting late and I was like, I need to get yeah. clothes in the dryer. Uh, so I, I was like, okay, um, I'm going to go over real quick. And I like for decided to do it that time thinking they were going to go for it. And I came back and Detroit had the ball. And I was like, yep. why does Detroit have the football right now? Yep. Deep in their end zone. Yep. Um, and I, I agree with that. Cause it's, it's one of those things where you're in Detroit territory. Let's say you, you get it, you know, now you're at basically the red zone. If you don't get it, you know, one stop, like you said with the timeout, like you're, you're only going to get the ball. Like you still have to go 75 yards at that point. That's Yeah. Like the field position doesn't matter. I get like, Oh, we're going to punt it down there. Cause if they punt it back, we get it here instead of there, but you only need three points. If you need a touchdown, I get it. Yes. You need to save more field, but I, I mean, a field goal with Stafford, you needed three plays. I mean, yep. 
and that's when it doesn't that's when it doesn't necessarily add up i think it's different if you're maybe on your own 44 and you're like mm-hmm. now we're kind of putting them in field goal territory and if they yeah, don't get anything yeah. they can still get three and now we need to get six uh but i that was one that i disagree with and it's one of those things too where we talk about coaches sometimes like late in games they just when when there's a lot on the table like you know a lot of guys don't go for it. They're like, I'm going to keep it in front of me. I'm going to do the right thing because then now they have, nobody's going to go to the press conference. Like, why'd you punt there? Everyone's going to go to the press conference. Yep. Like, Fourth and 14. Really McVay. Yep. Um, and I, I kind of, I, I think that sometimes you got to take the shot on your own accord. Yeah. And it shouldn't just be that feeling you have in your gut. Like when they punted that ball, even if it is Jared Goff, like, did anyone think the Ram, I didn't think the Rams were getting it back. What, no. what had shown in that game that the Rams were going to stop them when it mattered there against the Detroit. Nothing. Yeah. And you I, knew I just, Dan Campbell was going to do something where it's like, he's he was going to make it on his terms. He's yeah. going to make sure that ball does not go into your hands again. Yep. So I don't I know. I agree. It's, so great game though. Fantastic. Made up for the, the shit today. Uh, we'll get to Pittsburgh and Buffalo and Philly and Tampa on the preview. I mean, I'll try to Pittsburgh come up with some game, more. It was just Mason yeah, Rudolph. It, there you it's go. Exactly what you thought it would be. Um, I'll try to think of some more topics for us. I'm sure some more news will trickle in as we get to uh, the pod on whenever we do that Wednesday or Thursday, whenever that is. Um, yeah, I yeah. think a big thing is the Lions run, right? I think Ben Johnson we talked about is the – yeah, I mean, there's the Vrabel and Belichick stuff, but I think a lot of teams are going to be waiting for Ben Johnson, and he's not going to be doing anything until, you know, there's – He's going to say no. So yep. it's – right now we're waiting till mid-next week, and if they – you know – they win against Tampa or Philly. We're going to have to wait another week after that. So I, I just think that a lot of these head coaching vacancies, um, which I don't know why we're talking about this right now, but because uh, I over talk, that's why. But Tennessee, it's like, hey, hire a general manager right now. You yeah, know, but- <laughs> you have an opportunity. You have the coaching market, I don't think is going to really start heating up until Ben Johnson kind of. And if Ben Johnson, you don't think you're going to get, I don't think he would go there. Like hire a general manager right now. There's Wait, there's Tennessee. so much time. Tennessee has a general manager. Or was it who was it then that was like uh oh I was sorry, I'm well, yeah, right. New England you know, said was, they're gonna wait until after the draft potentially. No, it was uh it was it was um Carolina. Yeah. That's who I was thinking about. Carolina. I don't get how Tepper. any team can uh uh sign up for interviews with the coach without the GM. I, I just think that's a yeah. messed up concept. So it's Carolina, so they're probably like, I don't know, that's what I meant. That checks like, out. Hey, just hire Tepper. the general manager right now. We just talked about ownership. There's a reason these teams are what they are. Yeah. Maybe Tepper should sell shares. He, he needs to do something. Uh, any closing thoughts? No. Like I said, I was watching the Sony Open. If anybody watched that, it was just the most outrageous ending in the world. Uh, playoff, Keegan Bradley was out of it. Grayson Murray goes into the palm trees, uh, lays up, puts it to 40 feet. Ben on goes... First cut, great drive. One iron that barely misses cresting the hill, chips it to four feet. Grayson Murray hits a 40-footer for Bernie, mm. and then Ben on misses a four-footer. Of and course, what a stupid my, sport. I had Ben on in my one and done. So I just, <sighs> just was a dagger. Oh. So, like, I was mad for the beginning. When everyone was like, this game is awesome, I don't want it to end, I was just steaming because <laughs> of the Sony Open. So You probably weren't alone out there. There are probably some others out there with you. Yeah, there was like in the golf community. Were, yeah, yeah, it was. It was pretty. It was a pretty wild night. Nobody likes Grayson Murray either. So that is the review pod. We'll get you with the preview and some other topics. 
keep you up to date on everything else. Erk, take us out. I'll let the fish rod fly off the back of the boat Got the summertime vibes, ain't no need for a coat I might think of a line, so I'll write it in notes In the morning I'ma check if it sinks or it floats Always got a blunt between the index and thumb Everybody always saying that we too young Hey, I don't need any more advice on my lungs I understand they're black, I rap and it's fun Fin sticking up so they see me coming Catchy as a wide out, everybody humming Message on red, I don't like the phone buzzing About to drop the bomb, call that shit a dirty dozen Was it too deep, too shallow, was it right? Swimming through the water all day, all night Stay in your lane, cause I'm cruising through mine After all, I got a bag of all these summertime rhymes Got these summertime rhymes in my baggage Feeling like a savage, no one could imagine I'm pretty busy taking in the sunshine Runs in my bloodline, catch me on cloud nine Big bass, back of the John boat Collect these big notes, they try to stay float Summertime rhymes in my baggage Feeling like a savage, feeling like a motherfucking savage It's true, I'm feeling like a savage reborn It's like 21, turn 21 more Together fast as Jack Rob, turn around the corn Head to home, watch me go about 12 bars more Fuck it, I'ma go replace the whole mixtape I just had to go back and make sure the shit's great it is, by the way. <laughs> this shit's dope. Should probably throw a flag for me coming with the hits late. That's just the toll that a fan of this road takes. I don't know about that. I just know about this. Wherever the crowd at, probably where Burke is. That's about as simple as it gets with the equation. All I know is it's the end of deep sea navigation. Come and get my captain's hat and gather round. Ain't nobody know about that. I'll lay it down. Fuck it, I could freestyle shit to pass time. After all, I got a bag of all these summertime rhymes. Got these summertime rhymes in my baggage. Feeling like a savage. No one could imagine. I'm pretty busy taking in the sunshine, runs in my bloodline, catch me on cloud nine. Big bass, back of the John boat, collect these big notes, they try to stay float. Summertime rhymes in my baggage, feeling like a savage, feeling like a motherfucking savage.